All right, welcome, welcome to the Rebels and Renegades podcast. This is season two, episode 11. Uh, this season has been all about relationships, and we will continue today uh, with the relationship between our adult self and our child self. Uh, I am Pastor Tony Sandoval, and always, always I have my my dudes here, my guys. Juan Diego. Juan Diego, guest speaker, uh, Juan Diego. Uh, I wasn't. I really wasn't that. expecting that either. <laughs> it's like, and it's just like a regular name. <laughs> it's not even a nickname. It's just like somebody else's name. You, know, you know who that is, right? Juan Diego. No, I don't know. Juan, who Juan Diego's Diego the Juan Diego's the dude that uh, like the Virgen de Guadalupe appeared to. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, absolutely. He had all the roses in his uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Juan yeah. Diego's back from the dead, bro. Yeah. yeah. I just did not expect that. <laughs> anyway who else did we got here <laughs> I, I don't have anything i'm just like blank right now i guess i'm jeremy because <laughs> i'm just jeremy yeah. that's my name dude yeah. the cowboy from Hollister. My, my identity has been questioned <laughs> it's just spiraling out of control yeah identity th- uh what is it office identity theft is a serious <laughs> yeah I, uh i think it yeah, you're right. Identity theft is a serious crime. <laughs> yeah, office. Oh, uh, it's always good to quote the office. I'm not a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. It should be. But we're yeah we we I know we wanted to talk about uh just kind of how our childhood shaped who we are now and how yeah. that relationship between yeah. our kid self and our adult self is something that we should probably reconcile. Like you yeah. should think you should see like oh this is why I'm like this because as a kid I was like this or I saw this right yeah like what. Try and talk about it without regressing. We're gonna try. <laughs> just like really having yeah. an existential crisis without yeah. the red flags yeah, yeah. Falling, falling back yeah. into our seats. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you know, it's actually if uh, the kind of the, the the thing that I was thinking about within the last two weeks is whatever I thought, whatever I thought would be cool when I was a kid. I'm glad it didn't happen. Hmm. And what's happening now? What did you think was cool as a kid? As as a kid, I I loved, I loved movies so much, and I was obsessed with movies. I was obsessed with with comic books, and fantasy to an extent is a good thing. It can be a healthy thing, but I think a lot of people they spend too much time in fantasy land, and it's a sign of uh, immaturity, and it's a sign of not like fully being developed emotionally, mm. so not fully having emotional intelligence. And, and thinking back now. Now that the Holy Spirit and just counseling and just reading books, I've realized yeah. that the more that I face my fears, the more that I've learned to, I have more skills to manage through the emotionally difficult things. It's easier for me not to spend so much time in fantasy land. Yeah. So you got, yeah. you got to tell me, all right. I'm actually really curious about this. I want describe to me, both of you guys, I want to know what Jeremy was like between eight and 12 years old. Well, Anibal was like between eight and twelve year old. Like, give me like a few words to describe mm. who you were as a kid. I don't know. For our viewers, our viewers want to know. Yeah, I was our pretty. Viewers, I was our pretty listeners, listeners, viewers, not viewers. Yeah, listeners, right? <laughs> listeners, yeah. 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 Um, no one's looking. I was. <laughs> I was pretty. Is. Yeah, I was pretty uh, high energy. Yeah. Um. You know, always silver always, tooth energy. Yeah. You had silver tooth energy yeah, as dude, a kid. I, could I see that. loved just running fast. 
Like, <laughs> I won't go fast. I, I won't just go fast. like you were that cute. I was you like, Forrest Gump. He was Forrest I just Gump. like yeah. I would I, you bolt like just take off? Yeah, I just like throw my shoes off and just, just run run down the street. That's, that's for sure super too bad. Yeah. yeah super just, did you have ADD or, or no? Or just, no, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I mean, did you have some sort of mental yeah. handicap? No, I just, <laughs> I just love to run fast. Yeah. I just yeah. love just high energy. energy. High that's how yeah. I got in the track. But um, yeah, you were a runner. I guess yeah, that makes sense. That, you were running on the track. Uh, you were a track star. You were running. Yeah. Yeah. a track star. Not anymore, though. Yeah, no, no. That, so, so track is different than uh, what's the long distance cross one? country. It's, I mean, there's cross country aspects in track. Yeah. Track is just kind of a general term for everything that goes on yeah. in the races. And then cross country is the long distance running where you're going over hills yeah. and, and all that stuff. I have, actually have a little cousin, short plug, who's from Merced, uh, from Manteca. And he's in high school. And he's actually one of the best runners in the entire state of California for nice. long distance runners. I used to run against a guy who was like that. And yeah, it was infuri infuriating. Yeah, because it wasn't like there was two guys, mm -hmm. and it was like the the race wasn't who was going to come in first. It was who was going to come in third. Because he was so good. Because there's two guys that one guy would be like two laps ahead of everybody else, mm -hmm. and then there's another guy who'd be like a half lap in front of mm -hmm. everybody else, and so it's just like, all right, who's gonna who's gonna get third? What place would you get? <laughs> uh, in those races, last. <laughs> That it was it was very fast. But because they were like heck good. Yeah, though. everybody's yeah, just yeah. super fast. Once they graduated, it was all me. Yeah. yeah. Everything's looking up, Jeremy. How would you <laughs> how would you describe yourself, Honeywell? Um well I was known as Baby Joker as a kid when I was uh, in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was like your cholo name or that was my cholo name. Yeah. yeah. Little we went, camel. We went. Little <laughs> camel. <laughs> baby, baby camel. I don't even know. There's how to so many things wrong. There's so many things wrong with that. Right now. <laughs> hey, Have up? you seen the, the the graffiti on like overpasses in San Jose? Baby camel. Yeah. Oh, right. That's not a have. that's not a good hood name. You like. can't tell me you haven't seen that. You, but so, someone I, someone put baby cam camel yeah, on there. It's everywhere, dude. Bro, oh baby camel. That's Where like in Hollister? San Jose. He's a big. He's a big tag. He's a big tag. Baby, baby camel, camel huh? Baby, oh, camel. baby camel, if you're listening, come to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. we wanna, we wanna you need Jesus, to you. baby camel. Yeah. 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 Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. yeah no. Not a good hood name, by the yeah. way. No. Baby camel. <laughs> baby camel is not a good hood name. Unless you're used to live in a desert, in yeah. which case. But we yeah. don't, you know, yeah. but spiritually, maybe. But uh, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. And yeah, worse anyway, and worse. Honeybum, yeah. describe to me your silver tooth energy as a kid. I want to hear. I want to hear what what little Honeyball was like. Well, as a, as a kid, I was just um, very similar to Jeremy. or super high energy. Um, mm -hmm. Always wrestling. I mean, I've always liked uh, contact sports like grappling. So I, I did different style. I did kickboxing. I did. Mm -hmm different styles of martial arts and then i really got into into wrestling and so just like grappling and mm -hmm. martial arts and full contact um always getting i was born with the cleft lip and palate and so i i would get bullied a lot until i started just pounding on people and then mm. the bullying would stop so it was it was i was a very intense kid uh, yeah. very intense environment too very it's just kind you grew of up a, in Southern California. I grew up in L.A. Yeah. County, right? Uh, no, no, don't say that. Is uh, it out of L.A. Yeah, County? Yeah. It's south of that. Uh, I grew up in it's it's technically Orange County, but it's oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're yes, right. Santa Ana, yeah. Santa Ana. Yeah, is, it's south is, of it. That's his own thing, bro. Yeah, if you uh, say, oh, you grew up in L.A. You no, get, you just yeah. get reamed. It's yeah. like someone saying we grew up in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say Hollister, and people are like, where? Yeah, <laughs> yeah most people don't. Is it by where. the beach? I was going to tell like people, hour, yeah. I'm going to tell people it's like 10, 10 minutes away from from Disneyland. Like, That's how people understand it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's literally my, my mm-hmm. hometown would kind of yeah. side with that. It's funny because in the, in the 90s, um, like Santa Ana and Anaheim, they're not they're not what they are today. And so Anaheim was yeah. was we would joke Anaheim we would call Anaheim Anna Crime. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How close? It was rough, rough. How close was, was, it? was the... the late eighties, early nineties? Especially when I was growing up, it oh, was right. like it was. It I guess rough. that makes sense. There was a lot of riots in LA at that time. They so. had to clean yeah. it up, right? Because of like yeah. Disneyland. Like... Well, then and then uh, there's a lot of people that were getting out of. Uh, of long prison sentence from the early 80s mm. and so they're getting out, and out just, the they're, they're back on the streets and then they're recruiting the next generation of people and so it's probably well, a baby camel yeah. baby camel is probably out there just yeah. being just recruiting man just jumping people in yeah isn't yeah. there a grand theft auto game called santa Ana? san andreas yeah. san andreas Andrea. oh yeah right san andreas, yeah. yeah it's uh it's only an hour away i think from where we're okay. yeah. my I'd, question is uh, invalid <laughs> Yeah. So how do you okay? So how do you guys feel that your childhood has hurt, helped form who you are as a person? And then this is, I guess, a really heavy, complex question. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and how has that made you the person that you are today? Yeah, it's it's whew, that's a I, that's a lot. I know that's, that's it's a lot, a lot but I, I think that I what I was gonna initially say earlier when I just started get I started getting distracted by just being uh just being immature um with my jokes. Uh, I think I think like there there's a, there was a lot of things as a kid like I was saying like I just spent so much time in fantasy land because it was mm-hmm. it was my way of escaping just how intense yeah. the areas that I grew up in and so it's like. You just have a lot of friends that, um, even up to middle school, they were good kids, and then from middle school on, they just started. And it's almost like you lose hope, and then you start joining gangs, and you start yeah. following in the footsteps of your older older siblings, and so, yeah. I think I think leading up to middle school, you could still escape with like Dragon Ball Z or like anime or like, mm-hmm. or or I was really into comic books, but that's mm-hmm. now looking back now is, I spent so much time in fantasy land because I hated my existence and I mm. hated my, my life that I was living and so it was easier to escape. It was easier to escape. And yeah. I think a lot of people they they uh with so much like superhero stuff, they spend so much yeah. time that's why there's a lot of people that are like forty five and never really aspiring to do anything but they're like super decked out on Marvel and like all these yeah. these fantasy things, right? Because it's easier to identify with something that you wish you could be like. Rather than becoming someone that you can be proud of, yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is, is um, I'm so grateful for, for where I am now. Is that it's so much better than what I what I ex- envisioned as a kid. I never envisioned being able to have a college education. I never, I wasn't even planning on college. Yeah. I was yeah. just planning on like graduating from high school and just figuring like working at McDonald's or doing something. But God having a plan for me the whole time. It it's way better since it for a long time I wanted to be in the movies, wanted to be a director, maybe an actor. There's all these things that I used to fantasize about yeah. that I'm glad I'm glad that I didn't pursue. Yeah, because now I'm in a point where like whatever God wants to do with me moving forward, like I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, so. there's still time for movies though. It's actually a really there, good time for uh, Hispanic actors. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a uh, I almost got one one of the screenplays that I wrote in college. My professor's like, if you, you wrote a screenplay. <laughs> I started writing. I think I wrote like um, two thirds of the screenplay. Do you have a title? And uh, you can plug it. 
plug your movie. Uh, it's called The Seventh Day. I like that. And it was basically the the basically this is the, the two characters that I did is is kind of that constant battle of like wanting wanting to 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 uh, live for God, but having these external like gang violence and and just culture things things that keep drawing you back to like sin mm-hmm. and. And the deadline is like they have seven days, and on the seventh day, uh, you know, just just kind of basically, just one of them is marked. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of that idea of of like having like because that was that was my struggle is is my mother would teach us Christian values, and I wanted to turn the other cheek, but if I turned the other cheek, uh, I would get beat up, or my siblings would get beat up, and so it's almost like this, this idea that I wanted to be a Christian, but at the same time, it's it's like. I had I was reverting back yeah, to like violence. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing is like, I wanted to do the right thing, but it was just so hard. And so I, um, so I it, and it was uh it was very graphic, very descriptive. And and my my professor's like, if you finish this, I'll produce it for you. I'll help you get it produced. Yeah. And at the time, there wasn't a lot of like there wasn't as many Christian productions uh, as there is now. And so that was uh probably 15 15 years ago mm-hmm. um but the fact that my 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 professor who's he's done like student films and he's done independent films the fact that he said i'll do this but at that time i i really felt like i was called to ministry and i i, I was at the time where i saw screenwriting and what i wanted to do creatively i saw it more as like I think of my flesh. I think of a thing that I was passionate about, but I wasn't sure that that God could use that for ministry. Yeah. yeah. But looking back now, of like the chosen and how the chosen yeah. is crowdfunded, and there's a lot of like faith quality material that's coming out that's being crowdfunded. I'm reconsidering it. Yeah. And so I'm reconsidering mm. like going back to refreshing my memory of what it's like to write screenplays and, yeah. and go back to that. Yeah. 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 You're still a fighter, though. You know, you fight in a different way Mm. you fight to um keep going in your employment you know Mm. you've had to battle a lot but then also you're a fighter in in the spirit you know you fight you fight for yourself you fight for others and and prayer and 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 you're confrontational and not allowing people to continue to walk in a mindset that's not of god you know so it's like you're fighting as a as a child even though it was physical mm-hmm. it still conditioned you to fight for justice mm-hmm. you know because that's what you're doing yeah. you're fighting for justice but now you're fighting for spiritual justice for yeah. you know for the for the lost lamb you know mm-hmm. when even if somebody's a christian and they're walking in their faith you know they can still be a lost lamb in a thought yeah you know and you fight for that and you yeah. also fought that guy at the bus stop the other week. So that's true. That, <laughs> that's true. But I think Jeremy's yeah. right. I think yeah. that's like a perfect, like, you know, kind of hearing your story. Obviously, we've right. heard your story. We know you, but you I can... did not fight someone at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, no, <you> did not. <laughs> you know, just to be clear, yeah, yeah, not a not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Bus yeah. stop. Yeah. Uh, but you can see like the parallel yeah. from like your childhood. Like it's just a different kind of fighting now, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can see that, right? Yeah. It's the real fighting, spiritual warfare, like Jeremy's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think like I like I grew up in the quote unquote the hood yeah. too, but I feel like we had like a really sheltered. Uh, like I mean, you guys have been to uh, my house where I grew up, yeah. right in the east side of San Jose, and it's like it's the hood. Like yeah. there's no way around. <laughs> Jeremy's like yeah, right. Like and you know 
like I remember as a kid being like super happy go lucky like um I was very much like into like um uh, cartoons and like Pokemon and stuff like that not a sponsor right uh like thinking about like as a kid and and I remember in high school being super anxious and angry and I don't know why I don't know if it's like a transition from being a kid to yeah. I was super super quiet in high school yeah like like super um I was always really stressed out, yeah. always on edge. But you also went to like a crazy high school too. Yeah, I, I did what it was a uh, um, a high school that was very violent. I had a lot of gang violence. Yeah, so you're just trying to keep your nose down. Maybe, yeah. And then like, uh, and so I can kind of see like, but I've also learned like being in my 30s now, like you can, oh yeah, I remember that. Like that, I haven't figured that out since I was a kid or like that comes from my childhood, right? And yeah. A big part of it is also like going to, counseling going to therapy yeah. like you kind of like uh pull stuff out of your childhood that you didn't know you're like oh yeah you know what i forgot that kind of happened that's probably why i do this right like it's yeah. probably why i'm like this like i think it's like it, at one at, at a certain point like you have to come not just the terms with your childhood but like you have to like like that was somebody who you were yeah right and you have to like come to uh uh like a real having a relationship with your child self your teenage self right where you're you're like hey man like this may have happened but this is how we're going to write the ship this is how we're going to get things better and like yeah you know not being embarrassed of like stupid mistakes that you made not being embarrassed of your silver tooth energy jeremy yeah. where you're bolting right <laughs> like, you know just run free yeah, yeah. but, but you kind of start to see those things right and yet not to take like pride in like where you came from or certain things but like you're like, oh, like I can see how that affected me, but I'm gonna choose to go this way. I'm gonna choose to do yeah. this, right? Like I think that's like important for every Christian to do, but every human being I think to do, right? But yeah. also to say that like whatever God does in your life is way better than what your imagination kind yeah. of kind mm-hmm. of thought of. Like well, I'm I'm thinking about the things that I, that in this new job, I just keep thinking like, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. How did I get here? And there's been times where 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 the the enemy just wants to bombard my my mind with like insecurity, mm-hmm. and I just said, you know what, God, you blessed me with this job. I ask, I humbly ask that you please show me how to do this job. Yeah, you know, it's like you provided this blessing, you provided this really cool job for me. Like, please teach me how to how to steward it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, I think I think that's one of the things where I was just like, never. If you would have told me as a kid that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, I'd be like, there's, there's no way. Yeah. What did you guys want to be when you guys uh, grew yeah, up? I so never knew. Yeah. I yeah. never knew. I thought I wanted to do construction and do, as a kid, that's what you yeah, wanted to do. do land development. Because, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because my my grandpa was a land developer. Oh, you told me that. And now. he had a fat house, mm-hmm. and he was constantly building a new house to move into. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then I did landscaping for a while and that was terrible yeah it's a hard job <laughs> it's a hard job it's a hard job um, give you more admiration for for a certain community yeah <laughs> but um it's a hard job yeah you know i think i think for me like growing up you know i was always problem solving you know i was one of five kids mm-hmm. i was you know at the beginning but you know number two so i was always kind of playing catch up or or you know or trying to separate myself from my brother and trying Mm -hmm. to like make my own path and and so 
I've had to, I had to be kind of like stubborn in that. And, and, you know, I think we've all had to fight, learn to fight in our own way in our life, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of come out in our adult lives is how we've had to fight, you know? And for me, it was, it was fighting for myself, fighting, you know, to, you know, not leave something early and, and, um, learning that, you know, there's something for me here. It's mm-hmm. not just for everybody else. Like I can take mm-hmm. from this situation and, and make it my own. And then also, you know, problem solving, I problem solve for everybody now, you know, people at work, uh, come to me and, and they're like, Hey, you know, they're talking over like an event or something at work. And I'm like, Oh, well, did you think about this, 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 and this? And then, Oh, what if we do this? And by the time somebody leaves my office or I leave their office, their event looks completely different than what it looked like when they came when before we started meeting. And that actually also moves into, um, kind of a counseling realm too. You know, I got it. I just finished my degree in Christian counseling, but even before that, people would just come to me and I wouldn't know them like at all. Mm. And they just start telling me their problems. And at first I would just listen, you know, and and then as time went on, I found that I really liked giving my opinion and, and giving and telling them how I saw it. And, you know, and so now, you know, I help people by help, you know, strategizing mm-hmm. and and being devil's advocate sometimes of saying, you know, well, have you thought about this? Did you think about this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this is happening to you and it's unfair. But what about from the other perspective? Yeah. You know, and 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 ha- growing up with a bunch of siblings definitely helped me understand that. You know, especially being one of the more aggressive of the siblings, you know, always picking on the other ones, always, you know, fighting and stuff like that. Um, it put a lot of stuff in perspective now, you yeah. know, you said something super important and Anibal, you were kind of alluding to it, but like there has, there's like this realization where I have something to offer yeah. now. Right. And I think especially for men, for all of our men listeners, I think men want to be men of use. They want to be useful. Yeah. Right. And I think, men have a hard time sometimes like coming to the realization that you have something to offer right yeah and i think often that comes in the workplace right yeah and i think just kind of developing those skills and like realizing that your child had has something to offer you too like like especially like adults whether you're a man or a woman like it's good to like think back about your childhood not just for like oh man like i had this trauma or i had this abuse or i had this terrible thing happen but to look back on it and realize that your childhood self has something to offer you now Mm. right like your 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 teenage self has something to offer you now even now yeah yeah. Right. And I think that's something you have to come to grips with. Was yeah. like, it's like some people are just like, oh, I want to forget my 20s. Yeah. I want to forget my teens. Right. And you're like, you're never going to forget it. Yeah. Right. You, you, you can cope with it, but you're never going to forget it. Like it's yeah. best to accept who you were and what you went through and then yeah. kind of learn from it. Like there has there's something to offer there. Yeah. It can know? either be a scar that you're trying to hide or it can be a badge that you're trying to show off. Yeah. You know. 
And yeah. there's unfortunate things that go on in our in our youth that we don't have any control over, but we have a we have control over how we use it. You know. Yeah, and I was thinking since Father's Day is Father's Day is tomorrow, and one of the challenges for me growing up without a dad, um, and as a, as a man, and for the men that are listening to this, uh, it was really hard to be confident mm-hmm. um, as a man because I didn't have a lot of skills. Yeah. So. For the people that are fortunate to grow up with fathers and, and that, that um, were taught a trade or were taught how to be useful with their with their hands. and So I guess what I'm saying is like knowledge is power. Yeah. And so for the guys that are struggling with maybe confidence, I would recommend for them to start looking for ways to develop practical skills. Mm-hmm. Skills that can translate to currency yeah. that you can make money with. And so for men, we want to be useful. And I think the more practical skills that we develop in multiple areas of our life, the more confident that we become and the more confidence that we have is the the more joy and fulfillment that we have. Self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency brings, brings more confidence and more, more fulfillment. Yeah. You know, what's so funny about that is I was, I had lunch with my grandpa and my dad maybe like a month ago. Um, and I was asking them questions and stuff and, uh, I've I started to pick up on like the older you get and the more involved you get with ministry and God, you start to kind of see things in generational lines instead yeah. of just like oh this is just a one off thing like yeah right and you see like a lot of things and I used to only look at the bad things right like oh yeah. there's a generational curse here and it's your fault grandpa <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like, you know and so but I started to see like these uh these like my grandpa told me this story about like he used to work in the fields like mm-hmm. that was his job he was a bracero he used to come from mexico pick the fruit and that there would be these engineers who would fix the machinery like the tractors and stuff and he went to his boss and he's like hey i want to do this job and they're like you don't have any training he's like i promise you just let me do it and he taught himself how to fix tractors and machinery yeah. and conveyor belts and like literally just taught himself how to do it yeah and that was his job for the next 30 years yeah and he retired from you know the, the cannery and like that's how he worked and my dad you know he started as a janitor at intel yeah. Right. And somebody gave him the opportunity to like fix the machines that cut the wafers that could make microchips in the clean rooms. Yeah. And he taught himself how to fix the machinery. Right. And I was always like, my dad would always try to teach me how to like uh, do carpentry. Cause like my dad's just one of those dudes where he yeah. can fix anything. Right. He could fix his own car. He could do that. I didn't get those skills. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, so I was always like, man, like sitting on this table with my grandpa who taught himself how to fix these machines and he was he, he would pick vegetables and fruit in a field he was yeah. a field worker but he taught himself how to do this and my dad who came from mexico when he was 16 taught himself how to be an engineer like yeah. how i don't have that and i was talking to them and working through things and i was like i don't may not have the physical ability to learn how to do those things but i had i started realizing like oh you guys are problem solvers yeah and you guys did it on your own. Yeah. And I'm basically the same way in that I've created, started, and ran four different businesses over the past 10 years. And yeah. that's essentially me doing what you guys did, just but don't expect me to do electrical work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm uh, starting to realize that, right? So sometimes you have to take things from your childhood your parents childhood and it's not a you it's not always like a direct line like well my yeah. dad was a carpenter so i'm gonna be a carpenter right it's like it's not usually a uh always like so subtle but yeah, yeah. I, I always i always 
have massive respect for both sides your your parents just for everything you know hearing their story and knowing what they've what they've had to do in order to make a better life for yeah. themselves and their family and and seeing it in you and and like you're the epitome of like taking what your parents gave you and surpassing them you know and, and taking the opportunities that they gave you and and you know mad respect for you too man cause, yeah, because because you know like you said you you grew up in the hood you know it's very easy when you grew up in the hood to just stay live, there stay there live that lifestyle but and, and that's what a lot of people and coming out of the hood myself too is is one of the biggest things that um that i was just one there was times where i would complain and say god i god i wish you would have made me more skilled with my hands yeah yeah i wish i would have been more knowledgeable with tools and even though i'm not super skilled with my hands god it god what i didn't realize and i wasn't seeing big pictures that god gave me the ability to manage people who are good with their hands yeah mm -hmm. so he god gave me a position of leadership where even though i'm not good with electricians and stuff like i have I've given direction to people who have electrical engineering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God's put me in positions where he's, he's taught me skills of understanding systems and yeah. how to manage through that and how to see, because sometimes with my mind, I kind of see like a big puzzle and then mm -hmm. I realize that certain people can only see portions of the puzzle. Yeah. So then I have to get the different vendors that have a certain portion of the puzzle, yeah. get them together to, to put up the install the security gates like last night yeah, right yeah. and so i and so i don't feel as bad now that i'm not i'm not as skilled as the as the men that put the security gates and the carpentry that needed to be done at the store yeah but there is there is a, a a joy and a pride of being able to manage these people yeah and being able to complete a task and complete a project and so i guess my closing thoughts would be for the young people that are listening to this is if you do not become skilled workforce you're not going to be able to climb the income ladder. Yeah. You're going to stay at a medium income ladder. And if, and it sounds harsh, but this is kind of what I've been learning is, is with the future becoming more and more technology driven, I would encourage the young people that are listening to this podcast to start learning new skills, specialize in something technology related, uh, whether it's for yeah. how to improve carpentry or how to improve, uh, wiring for electrical stuff like or just just even in even in the entertainment like whatever just start learning something more skilled get like uh get certifications get yeah. licenses whatever yeah and that'll really help you skip really help you break free from from the generations of poverty yeah yeah i think for me it's it's you know whether it's good or bad whatever you know whatever happened in your childhood good or bad don't turn from it you know don't run from it don't you know look at it you know analyze it and accept it yeah. because it's going to benefit you in the future if you if you accept it and it's going to benefit others because yeah. you're going to be able to help them you're going to be able to help yourself you're going to understand why you are the way you are if you're constantly running from things that happened in your past you're never going to be able to use it to your advantage yeah you know the, yeah. the lord uses all things for his good, good. yeah and, and he uses them for your good too yeah yeah i think like that would be my closing statement too is like just 
take everything that happened to you and around you and for you and have it turn out for good. Like ultimately, God doesn't give you your childhood as a weight around your neck, right? Like he gives you experiences and then you choose how to digest those experiences and God can heal you from anything. Yeah. Yeah. I've found that, you know, um, I've said it from the pulpit before, but usually uh, a scar is an indication of a healing, right? Like we shouldn't be ashamed of the scars that we have because God has healed those things. If you're still bleeding, then there's still healing that can happen to you, right? Mm -hmm. And the deeper the scar, the deeper the healing that God can do. Like God can heal the things of your childhood, but also God can start connecting dots. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's anything more valuable than like perspective, like generational perspective, like where you could see, like, I know my pops was like this. I know my grandpa was like this. And that came down to me, but I'm going to choose to use this yeah. Yeah. in a better way, in a yeah. different way. Right. Like I can see the the fight in Anibal, right. And it's a generational thing, but Anibal chose to use that fight for good, for mm-hmm. something different. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Jeremy, like I could see how uh, how God gave you this understanding of being able to listen to people, to hear from people, and it's in your family, right? That you guys are such a tight knit family that you guys can hear and have compassion for one another and be willing to serve each other. And God is you, you chose to use that, right? And and you chose to not be a quote unquote like. Um, pushover like you're not a pushover you're very kind and nice like your family is but you won't be pushed over like (laughs) you know there's a point where you start pushing back you know and i think like you could use that you could use your childhood you could use what happened but you you got to come to terms with what happened right like don't just cope with it like come to terms with it accept it yeah you know uh carry your silver tooth energy into your adulthood you know it can be power if you use it yeah totally yeah Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. You listen to the Rebels and Renegades podcast. Tune in next week uh, where we have another amazing episode. Thank you for listening to the Rebels and Renegades podcast. The intro song is Ark by Shangri-La Kids. Make sure to listen to them on Spotify and iTunes. They're amazing. Logo was created by Gus. Follow him on Instagram for your artistic needs at Assembled Studios. That's at Assembled Studios. And Assembled is spelled with a Z instead of an S. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Rebels and Renegades Pod. If you love us, make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes at the Rebels and Renegades Podcast. We'll see you next week. Let's talk about cats.